I welcome you to this moment again around God's word and prayer. So grateful for you joining in with me each day. I especially look forward to praying with you at the end of each one of these uh, times. But for these first five minutes, we just unpack God's word and we're, we're concluding our week in Genesis chapter 3. And I'd like to link Genesis chapter 3 and the incredible temptation that Adam and Eve succumbed to with a powerful passage of scripture in the New Testament. It's in 1 John 2, verses 15 to 16, where John writes, Do not love the world or anything in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love for the Father is not in them. And, and I believe that at the base of temptation is is not only Satan's doubts, like in Genesis 3, that he plants, did God really say? Not only his lies, but those things translate into a battle for our affections. Every day, the entertainment industry and the advertising industry is battling for our affections. And every day, Satan's battling for our affections and God's battling for our affections. What do you love? Where's your heart really drawn? That's at the core of our idolatries. We love other things more than we love God. They have more of our attention. They make more of our decisions for us than our affection for God. And so John warns us. He said, don't love the world or anything in the world. For if anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. Affection for things that are not right um, can't coexist with affections for God in his holiness. Now, when he says don't love the world, though, uh, is he saying we can't enjoy nature, that we can't love a beautiful sunset, that we can't, uh, we can't uh, have, have warmed hearts over, over good deeds that people do for us? I mean, what's he talking about? Well, fortunately, in the next verse, John defines what he means about the world, and he defines it in terms of evil affections. For everything, verse 16, in the world, and he tells us three things, the lust of the flesh, that's the craving of our flesh for self-gratification, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, that's our greed, that's our, our just needing more and more, we see it, we covet it, we want it, and the pride of life, that we've just got to put ourselves center. We've got to be better than other people. And, and, and in a world where we choose God's way or our way, it's got to be our way, the pride of life. He said, those, that's what the world is. And they don't come from the Father, but they come from the world. And so we're not to love the world. But it's interesting that those three things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, are exactly the same three grounds on which Eve succumbs to temptation in Genesis chapter 3. For she looked and its fruit was delicious. That's the lust of the flesh. That's the sensuality. And then she saw that the tree was beautiful. And, and that's the lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh, the fruit looked delicious. The lust of the eyes, she saw the tree was beautiful. And finally, the pride of life. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her to make her, Satan said, like God. And so you can see that Eve failed at all three points. And that's why we're not to love the world, because the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, they're the same things that'll sink our lives. 
But Jesus is the one who conquered all three of those temptations. Because before he really launched his public ministry, Jesus fasted and prayed in the wilderness and was tempted by the devil, just like Eve was tempted in the garden, now in a wilderness, speaking of the barrenness that sin has brought into our lives. In a wilderness, Jesus is tempted, just like Eve was. And he's tempted on the same three grounds, the lust of the flesh, turn those stones into bread, the lust of the eyes, Satan shows him the kingdom of the world, say, if you bow down to me, I'll give you everything you see. And the pride of life, he quotes Psalm 91, and, and basically says, why don't you test God and prove that you're really the son of God? That's pride and privilege, the pride of life. And the beautiful thing is that where Eve failed and where we've failed, Jesus took on those same three elements of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And he did not fail. He did not compromise. He did not sell out. He did what Adam and Eve couldn't do. He did what you and I cannot have not been able to do. He completely obeyed his father and he defeated the lust of the flesh. He defeated the lust of the eyes. He defeated the pride of life. And his power, his resurrection power, having died for us on the cross and then risen from the grave, his resurrection power can help us at the level of our affections to truly love what he loves and hate what he hates to truly love, not the things of this world, but the things of God. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you that you can give us new affections where the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, just, just we can love and, and crave those things so deeply that we disobey you and go our own way. But thank you that Jesus, you're the victory. In the name of Jesus, fill us with your spirit. In the name of Jesus, give us a hunger for holiness. Give us a, your passion for purity. May we not have a passion for the things of this world, but a passion for the things of God. Transform our affections. Fill us with the fire of your Holy Spirit, we pray. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.